Hello there! This show contains material which a truly free society would neither fear nor suppress. The language and concepts contained herein will not cause eternal torment in the place where the guy with the horns and pointed stick conducts his business. Yo, 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 what is up? Hey, we made it past the shortest day of the year and survived Christmas. We're coasting now. It's all downhill. Looking forward to uh, June 21st or whatever that is, 22nd. Longest day, yeah. So we we got that to look forward to, definitely. So how was your holiday? Eventful? Uneventful? Um... It, I don't, you know, I, I'm I'm making a deliberate effort not to be down on this show because uh, I was kind of down, at, especially at the end of last show. But uh, it, was, it was a pretty grim Christmas. Uh, you know, we lost um, the kid's grandmother and whatnot. And uh, it's just, um, you know, no one was really in the mood for a party. Uh, everything's kind of up in the air. But uh, we had a really nice, you know what, we cooked a really nice Christmas dinner. And I got cool. some new underwear. So... Even though it's made in China or somewhere and it's really flimsy, flimsier than I expected, I have some new underwear. <laughs> Pretty uneventful Christmas for me. Just got a little bit of money and got a nice package from my friends in Minneapolis with lots of uh, gluten-free goodies in it, oh, desserts cool. and uh, other things that I can make. But uh, yeah, not much, not much. And I don't care, you know, for did, me. Uh, it's, did you do uh, a tree or did or anything like that or decorate? Well, I or? keep saying I'm going to put up a Festivus pole, but I, I didn't wasn't able to put the materials together this year. Uh, that is on uh, my regret list for things I didn't do in 2012, uh, make my yeah. Festivus pole. Uh, I, uh, yeah, I have a wreath on my door. Okay, well, it's something. We didn't do a... We didn't do a real tree. We have a felt tree that goes up on the wall, and the kids stick little uh, felt cutouts on it. Uh, well, I, yeah, I don't take my wreath down. A friend of mine gave it to me a few years ago, and I just keep it up. It's on my door, and everyone asks why, and I'm like, well, Christmas is coming. I mean, why should I take it down? <laughs> You're like the Stark family words, Christmas is coming. Well, it's true, though, you yes. know, but I'm not a big decorator. My dad is Clark Griswold with the decorations, <laughs> and he is Clark Griswold with Thousands the family of truckster. Of, and of power <laughs> for the lights. Taking us on vacations to see the world's biggest ball of yarn and getting a picture of the whole family in front of it to prove you were there, you know, that kind of thing. Did you really? That's hilarious. Oh, yeah. My dad had the family truckster. He is Clark Griswold. That's funny. Yeah, yeah. So, uh you wanted to mention some things you're thankful for? Yeah, I'm trying we're trying to just uh wind up the year on a positive note and I was thinking we could talk about uh in the intro segment things we're we're thankful for. And I'll I'll start. I've basically, you know, compared to last year, especially when Grace was in the hospital, we've all been pretty healthy. You know, we've had viruses and stuff, but uh I'm really grateful that um I've been healthy and and my family's been healthy. Yeah. So. Well, that's one of mine too. I mean, good health, you know. And as long as you you stay on your gluten-free diet, you don't have a, a lot of trouble, right? Yeah, well, I never diverge from that. But, you know, when I was curling last year, I got a, a pretty good cold towards the end of the... Actually, I still had remnants of it when we were podcasting, when we re- rebooted the podcast. You could hear it oh, in my yeah, voice yeah, if you yeah. 
you go back and listen to those. But um, since I'm not exposed to too many people, I don't expect to get a cold this year. But yeah, I mean, good health. Uh, you know, I, I eat well. And by that, I mean good whole foods. and Real food. I'm thankful for this uh, bottle of woodchuck cider that I'm drinking. So occasionally <laughs> you might hear like a little swig off the bottle kind of noise like this. You know, you might hear that. So okay. if you do, it's just me swigging off the woodchuck. All right. I didn't I didn't bring any today, but um yeah, I can't drink with Grace. That's a, a result of her um her medical problems last last year and that's still Well, I remember me. the whole thing with uh, Grace's uh gallbladder surgery. Yeah. And it got like really bad, like really bad, like fearing for her life bad. Oh yeah, and, she, uh, she nearly bled to death. They had to resuscitate yeah. her at one point. And, yeah. Well, yeah. the good news is she's she's over that, and hopefully all those other little um, sub issues that we've talked about in the past are under control. And yep, that's something to be thankful for. What else do you have? Any other thankfulness? I have. I am very fortunate to have a home, and it's not just any home. I've got what most people would consider to be a huge house. Probably and, square footage-wise, it's pretty big, huh? Yeah, and I, I mean, we we really have have a mortgage. We don't own it outright, but... Um, uh, how many square feet is that? Are you talking about like 3,000, 4,000, 3,600 square feet? That's yeah. a big house. My, my parents yeah. built a house, and it's 1,800 square feet because they were getting older and they didn't need, you know, the big house. So you literally yeah. have twice as much as my parents. Yeah, it's, it's uh, I think it's four times as much as the, <laughs> about four times bigger in square footage than the apartment we moved out of. Oh, were you so, in an apartment before yeah, that? Grace and I were in an apartment for 10 years. At the time, we had four kids in there. <laughs> a, quor- a quarter of the space, you say, you think it was? Yeah, about 900. And what city was that in? What city was the that, apartment in? That was in Ann Arbor. So. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. So it's, you know, it, it's it's got lots of issues. It needs a lot of maintenance. It's definitely a fixer-upper in some ways, but just to have space, to have a, a room like this I can come into to record or an office and a family room and, you know, things like that. I'm so grateful for that. So. Yeah, and I, I want to mention all my good friends, you know. I have so many uh, friends that are loyal to me, even though I'm a pain in the ass Aspie. <laughs> Sometimes pain in the ass, most of the time pain in the ass. And my immediate family here is, is really good to me, too. Yeah, so, uh, you know, I really have nothing to complain about. I mean, uh, r- really, you know, I have, a, I have a warm house, even though it's winter, and uh, I have food on the table, and I have a nice kitty cat, the one who replaced my cat who died last spring. Yeah. And uh, it's actually, they're related. I don't know if I ever said that. The cat that I have now is the aunt of the cat that I used to have. Oh, really? I, I don't think yeah. you ever, I ever heard you mention that. That's funny. Anything else or do you want to jump into tune number one? Oh, just one more, which is that um, I, I know you you deal with being self-employed and underemployed and all that. Uh, and I'm sorry about that, but I am also grateful that I do have an employer. It's not... Always the most exciting work, but uh, I do get paid, and that uh, really, if I were having to live on unemployment or on odd jobs or whatnot, well, we'd probably uh, probably not. We'd probably lose the house, and uh, yeah. things would be much more difficult. So, well, I think I really don't want an employer in the sense. Um that you have one, to be honest. I mean, I want to be really be self-employed You'd and be like able to, to be make a good living. Yeah, Because, I mean, how many jobs have we had where our bosses just didn't even know what the hell they were doing and or they were jerks? I mean, it's like, you know, 
everybody talks about that. You yeah, know? And, uh, yeah. It's a it's a compromise to work for someone else, definitely. So, so let's uh, let's jump into tune number one, and I'm going to tell a little story about this tune after uh, we play the song. And uh, sit down for this one, folks. It's a beautiful, beautiful song. One of the most beautiful songs I've ever heard, actually. But it's a little bit long. It so, is. Uh, it is long. Yeah. Check cool. it out. Today my childish laughter falls away The stakes were in and we won't feel okay With a knot of Keys. 
No, 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 not one of a mind. So bring her round slow. No, 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 no. Fold up the maps. If love goes by halves, why look for a sign? Oh, no, 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 no. I got no home. No, no, no.
Yeah, so that was a really, really cool tune called Anchorage by a rising geek superstar named Marion Call. <laughs> rising geek superstar. So she's yeah. from Anchorage. but yet She the song... uh, was from Seattle, I think, or the Washington area originally, and then fell in love with Anchorage, which is her anchor, apparently. Yeah, and, I thought that uh, was interesting. She doesn't really talk about the song name as a place. It's just it's sort of this metaphor, right? Yeah, it's a metaphor, and 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 then she what she talks about it being her anchor, anchor me, anchor yeah. me, and it's called Anchorage, and I I mean it's great. Yeah, and we've played Beautiful her once song. before. We played her little geek anthem. I forget what it's called, what it was called now, but uh, it's got it's got to be a couple months ago now. The whole deal with me meeting her without knowing who she was at that sci-fi con, right, and then realizing right. later. After your friend posted a thing about her doing a house concert near you, and yep. and then I looked at her pictures and said, "Boy, she looks an awful lot like the girl on that panel." Oh, uh, yeah, it was a it was a big uh, interesting synchronicity. The universe uh, uh, provided for me that day with uh, a great little uh, synchronicity. It was, it was awesome. Maybe a hint that we were supposed to play her songs on the show. I think so. My friend Donna, yeah. uh, my deceased friend Donna, would say definitely. If I, I never got to tell her that story, or I, if I did, I don't recall what. Uh, I mean, actually, might have when she was in the hospital, but I don't recall what she said. But she would have said it was the universe providing. Right. Um, but so, so that uh, is just a great, great, great piece of music. I just love that. And I, I mean, my brief story is this. Uh, when my favorite aunt in the world died about seven years ago, being like the obsessive OCD Aspie type, um, I usually l- l- glom onto one thing. And uh, usually it's a piece of music to help me heal, you know, mm-hmm. to get me through. And um, seven years ago when my Aunt Genevieve died, we used to call her Gee, Aunt Gee, Um uh, the song was uh, The Fisherman by Simon Fox, that great Celtic fingerstyle guitarist that we've played before. And I probably listened to it, I don't know, in the course of two weeks, I probably listened to it a couple hundred times. Anytime I was in my car, it was being played. Anytime I was home, it was being played. Well, anyway, when, when Donna died, this song became the healing song for me. And I listened to it a billion times in a row. And I, I haven't learned it yet. I probably could by memory now, but yeah. I keep wanting That's to learn cool. it. But That's cool. this song, yeah, this song became the, the song that I listened to to feel better. And I actually told her, uh, Marion, that story. I left her an email about that um, in October when my my friend Donna died, and I haven't heard from her, so it might have creeped her out. I don't know. <laughs> it might have been a uh, little too personal. I mean, but personal. it was just me speaking from the heart, you know, about how her song helped me through a, a rough time. So it's I'll, I can't show you the email because it was on my old hard drive that crashed. But um, <laughs> I know That's she's okay. busy and has a lot of fans and probably gets a lot of email. But if you're listening, Marion, we appreciate the song. I very much appreciate the song. But the, yeah, beautiful track, and all of your stuff is is uh, is great. So. All your base are belong to us. <laughs> All your anchorage are belong to us. So um, highlights of 2012, best things about 2012 for you. Uh, yeah, you I was just going to run through some of, the, some of the things that were most fun. Overall, I realized I just spent a few minutes going through uh, all the pictures I took in 2012 to try and remind myself of what happened because, you know, when you got a whole f- – bunch of kids running around stuff gets to be kind of a blur and it actually was kind of a slow year in that i stayed home mostly i was home a lot like we didn't travel very much but stuff happened anyway so um 
I did earlier in in the year, like in January, February, I recorded some original songs. I had kind of forgotten that that was last year, <laughs> that that was the same year. But so that was a good thing. I could try to do that with the songwriting contest when I get a chance. Yeah, you haven't done that in a while. Yeah, it's been, it just sort of falls off. Uh, I lose the ability to get any uninterrupted free time for long periods of time. Well, one of my highlights was going to that science fiction convention, Convergence, in uh, Minneapolis area, Bloomington, technically, hanging out with my friends and sort of inadvertently meeting Marion Call and meeting lots of other cool people and uh, just having a great time for four days with a bunch of geeks, you know, during doing a little partying and drinking, eating some good food at some of the local restaurants. That sounds great. And I'm uh, I'm going to try trying to get some money set aside so I can do uh, take time off to do that next year. Yeah, that would be fun. Uh, the party nights, you and I could go around drinking with my friends, and uh, we could make fun of everyone dressed as Gandalf and ask them if they're Moses, which I did. <laughs> <laughs> but I was debating, we were debating costumes, and I said, you know, I think Columbo would be an awesome character to bring oh, to the convention because yeah. a lot of people dress as non-science fiction characters at these things, yeah, yeah. you know, just oh, cool Columbo characters. And but Colum- not, not a lot of young kids would, yeah, not a lot of young kids are going to know Columbo, right, but right. just the, the the weak eye and the uh, dirty raincoat and the voice. And, just the, and, yeah, just the squint and kind of the way he walked even is funny, so. Yeah, yeah, excuse me. Uh, yeah. One more thing. And then I, you know, my friend Kate was telling me how bad of a costume it would be, and then I saw this guy dressed as Gandalf, and I said, hey, if he's dressed as Moses, I can come <laughs> as Columbo, and I said it really, really loudly, and he heard me, and... I don't know if I offended or not, but I also don't care because I was a little drunk. So, um, yeah. yeah, what else? Oh, in March, uh, I started doing a podcast with this guy, Rich um, Vilgush. Some Polak name. <laughs> uh, so, I'll tell you many of the variations. Let's see. My guitar tech calls me Wine Glass. <laughs> uh, and uh, another guy that I know calls me Wild Goose, the Wild Goose. Yes. Well, anyway, so I'd consider that to be a high point of the year, especially well, given— Well, I didn't think of that, but yeah, that's a good one. Especially given that we're still doing it since since March almost every week, and that's coming up on quite a few shows now. So Yeah, I have to agree with that one. Anytime anybody meets me or gets to do something with me, it must be quite a thrill for them. <laughs> it's, you know, what else can I say? All right, what you got? Lucky you. <laughs> Um, so yeah, audio work has been flowing in at a trickle, I guess would be a better, uh, a way of putting it, but I'm mixing two projects right now. I do masterings from time to time and, uh, hopefully in, uh, 2013 that, uh, faucet will open a little more and things will start flooding in a little more. I want to be able to be at the point where I have to refuse work. <laughs> oh yeah. Turn it down. I'm sorry. I'm just much too busy to, uh. To well, do your project, Mr. Jagger, or whatever. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I, I, geez, you know, I, I got a bunch of stuff promised for other people, and you need it by this date. I, I just can't make that deadline for you, you know? Yeah, yeah. What else do you have? Oh, in, in 2012, Grace and I and the kids uh, put a lot of effort and uh, some money and, and work into our garden project. Oh, no, the Klegel Garden. And you, I know you get awfully sick of hearing about Hugel culture beds, but we got tons of tomatoes, peppers, eggplant, cantaloupe, okra, mushrooms, tomatillos, ground cherries, cucumbers, squash, uh, flowers, you know, all, all kinds of stuff. It was It was amazing. Even though no, I love all that stuff. Even though we got everything in late and it didn't quite work out as well as we hoped in many ways, e- even as sort of a only a partial success, we still had all that stuff. 
Uh, no, I I love gardening, definitely. So, so that was really nice, really nice. I got to see also uh, in Ann Arbor last uh, this past summer. I got to go down to visit a friend of mine who plays violin. Her name's Regan, and she did a concert with a group of her friends called the the Carpool Quartet. And that was a that was a cool thing. Just to, to very summery. We sat out on their front lawn. They actually played on her front porch. That was a neat thing too. You know, this is kind of a silly one, uh, and it's something I I Googled or Facebooked about, uh, tweeted about really recently, but I discovered this really cool three-year-old TV show called James May's Toy Stories. Oh, yeah, you you mentioned uh, that in your blog. Yeah, this is a geek orgy. I mean, mean, he only did six shows, seven really, because he revisited one two years later. But he did six shows, and the, the show starts out with him saying something like, you know, he's about our age, maybe a few years older. Mm-hmm. And the show starts out with him in the title sequence saying, I think the toys of my youth are much cooler than these video games and cell phones <laughs> that the kids have today, and, and I'm going to prove it. But what he does is he just doesn't you know, throw toy train sets at kids. He, he tries to come up with a, a, a shtick, if you will, where he kind of tries to bring them into the, 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 the modern age for these kids. So uh-huh. like when he did the train one, he apparently one of uh, his fantasies, because he loves trains and the sort of the, the um, – the romance of the old days of traveling on trains when everybody did it. And uh, one of the rail lines that he used to hop on as a youth was uh, is closed now, and it's like a bike path, basically, and it's this 10-mile mm-hmm. run between these All two right. cities. So he set up a train layout 10 miles long, and he reopened the line for a day with toy trains. With toy trains. <laughs> Can you imagine 10 miles of track they had to lay? I mean, just really cool, cool stuff that he does. And uh that's, you remember those slot so cars funny. we used to have as kids where the, the car yeah. has a pin in the nose and they it keeps it centered on the track? And uh, yeah. in, in the UK, those are called Electrix or Selectrix or something like that. Mm-hmm. And I, I forgot what we – I just called them slot cars because my Al, brother Al had them in the right. 70s. But right. there used to be an old racetrack in England called the Brooklands, uh, Brooklands, L-A-N-D-S, not like Brooklyn, New York. Uh-huh. And it was like a three-mile circuit, and now there's a business park where it closed in 1939. So his idea was to reopen the track with these slot cars, the whole 2.95-mile loop. So he got permission from, like, the homeowners whose business – or rather their uh, their housing development was on the track, and, like, Sony, one of Sony's corporate offices in the U.K. was there. So uh-huh. he got permission to run the slot car tracks through their yards and parking lots, and then he had a little <laughs> race, which I think is really cool. So he's kind of, like, supersizing everything, you know, to, to, to make it interesting and fun. And I sat there on Christmas Eve day, and I was like, what the hell is James May's Toy Stories? And I was just, I was just transfixed. I watched all right. of the episodes before I had my family stuff to do. And, and for those of you listening who don't know who James May is, he's one of the hosts of the BBC's immensely popular car show called Top Gear. They call him – you mentioned they call him uh, Presenter. Yeah, they do in England. They call them TV show presenters instead of hosts. But the other two guys are like constantly making fun of James May for his encyclopedic knowledge about so many things. So I'm I'm wondering if he's not of our neuro type, you know, <laughs> who kind of learns a lot about a few things and gets this sort of encyclopedic knowledge about a particular topic, and uh, well, because they make fun of him all the time for that. Yeah, I think but that's in what a, in I a like. Previous about generation, uh, the people who would now be computer geeks may very well have been model train geeks. And he used to build models, you know, the plastic models, yeah, like my brother yeah. used to make cars, but he's an aviation fanatic. Oh, sure. So he used to make all of the the, the World War II aircraft and stuff like that. 
Yeah. And he did one of these shows about the Spitfire, the the cool. British plane, uh, uh, fighter plane in World War II. But anyway, there's six of these episodes, and they weren't actually able to complete what he had envisioned in the train episode, so they revisited it mm. two years later in 2011, and they did actually finish what they had hoped to do the, in the first the episode. The 10-mile track? Cool. Yeah, they were able to put up the track, but all their locomotives died in the first oh. episode because it <laughs> rained overnight and all it kicked up all this dirt onto the tracks, which oh. got up into the works of the trains. So, I mean, these are toy trains, and they're right. not meant they're to not be used made outside. To actually push through weather. <laughs> yeah, so uh, they got much better weather the next time around, and all of the trains made it basically, and they made it more interesting too. They they put cool. two rails next to each other, and they had a race between these German toy train maniacs who actually have their own cable TV channel about toy trains <laughs> and then they raced like the locals but and then i know you compared that to uh, uh the secret life of machines yeah there was a this all made me think about these these two uh, awesome nerds who did a show uh, for a while that um i got once uh on dvd i think from somewhere at but called The Secret Life of Machines. And I'm sure you can find, you can look well, that I've up and it up Well, I've seen it. I don't it. know if you saw the reply that I made no. to you, but okay, I've cool. seen it. But that show was a little more clinical than this James May show. This is meant to be what, much, more much more fun. Yeah, uh, well, but your well, mention the, of The Secret Life of Machines brought me to James Burke's show Connections. Oh, which Connections was a also. Wonderful, yeah. wonderful all, show. Oh, so much great stuff from that, from that time and from the BBC. So uh, much amazing, thoughtful stuff. Very cool. Yeah. Very cool. But uh, you got anything else or you want to jump into tune number two? Oh, I just want to mention uh, we did have sort of one or two more highlights of the year. One of them was we did actually get out of the house. I had said earlier, you know, I didn't get out of the house much. But um, for Labor Day weekend, we had a long weekend and I spent it uh, at a place called Camp Timbers right here in Michigan. It was a YMCA family camp, which made it a pretty inexpensive way to get away and and be in a cabin for the long weekend. And a family friend of ours, uh, Diane, joined us there with her daughter, too. And we had a, a really nice time. It was a short, short vacation, but it was at a, out in the woods in this beautiful uh, setting, uh, nice and cool, bit wonderful weather. So that that was really fun. So that was another highlight of 2012. That sounds great. So, but yeah, then uh, then that's all. You know, a bunch of little things, but mostly it was a kind of a, a stay at home year. So. Yeah, good year though. I mean, it could have been worse, and hopefully, uh, 2013 will be better for everybody. Will be better. We hope so. Yep. So, two number two. You you want to play it, or should we just skip it? Now let's play it. This is a really funny song. I was only kidding. <laughs> yeah, no, it's a great song. Uh, this is, uh, I'm not going to tell you. I'll tell you later. Let's check it out. All right.
I'm blushing. So I think uh, you could probably, if you've heard her before, you'll know who that is on the show. Well, that was uh, Valerie Miller. She has uh, a very recognizable voice now. Wonderful uh, singer from uh, from North Carolina who we've played before, and, and that was on her album. Let me, I have it right here. It's uh, it's called Valerie Miller Folk Star. And that was a song really entirely about cooking, right? Kitchen song, yeah, yeah. It was pretty much uh, about cooking, yeah, mm. yeah. Cooking. Well, I was saying to you uh, <laughs> before the show that this song may have more sexual innuendo in it than anything ever in the history of the universe. You know, in four minutes, there is more <laughs> innuendo in there than can be imagined. I mean, it's it's funny, but also kind of uh, warm and touching too. So I I really like it. I give it uh, two thumbs up, definitely. Yeah, I, I don't say that. He owns Ebert owns the phrase thumbs up. He does. Yeah, you can't. Oh. Nobody else can say that. Oh, we're gonna okay. get sued. One other body part up, then. Okay, like, right. yeah, <laughs> as she might have implied in the song. Um, yeah, so Valerie Miller, great stuff. We uh, we like her stuff, and I thought it would be kind of fun uh, to follow up the more mellow sort of Marion Call tune with something a little snarky, you know, a little humorous. It was. So I just kind of wanted. Uh, this isn't going to be our longest show of the year. Uh, but I did want to kind of just do, uh, and it's not even a year in review show. It's just our end of the year show, you know? Yeah. But uh, 
how better to end the show than to uh, just go through a few resolutions? And I, and I don't even mean, you know, everybody resolves to go to the gym. And ironically, that is one of mine, except I really, <laughs> I really am going to, you know, like I used to be a gym maniac. I am going to get back into it when I can afford a membership again. Right. But uh, right. yeah, so none of these pie in the sky resolutions like, you know, uh, feed the world's poor and uh, adopt every homeless animal in the world and give them a home, you know. Uh, keep peace on keep Earth. all the lions and antelopes from eating each other anymore. Yeah, so it's not real doable resolutions that you know we can bring to our lives. And uh, what you and got? I guess I'll just start since I gave it away. But mine is get back to the gym, and and because uh, I've let myself go these past few months, not doing hardly any cardio, and yeah. I do have an indoor bike, but I just hate riding it. It's just no fun. I like to go to the gym and get on like the ellipticals and like uh-huh. people watch, you know, like watch the people making faces as they lift weights and you know. <laughs> yep. We do have a. Uh, a gym, um, one of these sort of uh, corporate gyms, which has is really cheap compared to my gym. Uh, the gym that I normally go to, the fitness mill, I like because it's a it's a mile from me down the road. I go down my street, two hundred feet, make a right, and go for three quarters of a mile, and it's there. Cool. Um, but this other gym, which isn't so far away, is like twenty bucks a month, you know, and you can pay by the month. They don't lock you in to anything. So, you know, just to get me through the end of winter, I might sign up for a, a one or two months. You know, that's good because yeah, a lot of them are membership based, and then it's really hard to get out of the contract once you uh, don't want to anymore. Yeah, and when I have more money, I'll go back to my boy at the mill just because I'd rather buy local, you know, than go to yeah. one of these corporate places. But just to yeah. get me through winter and get me through. The winter doldrums, you know, cardio always helps get those endorphins going. But yep. uh, what are you resolving for 2013? Well, that's one of mine, too. We actually do have a family YMCA membership, and I this is so p- sad and pathetic. I have yet to go even once to go lift weights, and I used that to— That is sad and pathetic. Yeah. Years ago, I used to do uh, two, three nights a, a week I'd be at the gym— just doing a basic uh, basic fitness regimen and it's yeah i've i have let myself go in many ways and yeah so. and it you know it really does help with like depression and things like that yeah at least i am getting out and walking and that's that's about all the exercise i get these days and that that helps but but yeah it's something a little more intense aerobic would help more, I think. So. Well, and then when summer comes, I'll be riding the bike, but I need to get back in shape to do that again right. now, you know? Right. And of course, I need to work off all of this junk food that my friends sent me, all this. Oh, yeah. We got a lot of fudge. <laughs> I mean, every, they, I think they've actually done some analysis of this statistical stuff and uh, on large groups of people, and they, they came to the average of 13 and a half pounds people gain between Ooh. Thanksgiving and uh, New Year's Day. Wow, I I can believe it. That's that's a lot, though. And I, I bet you I put on fifteen. You know, imagine just a big platter of uh, thirteen pounds of of fat. <laughs> yeah, and that's what uh, that's what most people have put on. Yeah. Um, what do well, I have? I am going to endeavor to uh, get my name out there to do more audio work. I'm going to put up a website uh, for my mixing and mastering business that advertises me because right now it's just word of mouth uh, um, amongst my network of friends. More audio work sounds good. So I got to put myself out there. And uh, I, uh, part B of that is working towards a space with, uh, I, I'll use the phrase in quotes, real studio with mm. uh, uh, perhaps a, a nice vintage analog console uh which is you know has that great warm sound because i know people that have these things and uh, that are doing nothing except gathering dust and they need a little maintenance but 
my own space with a DAW and some decent mics and uh, and one of these consoles, and I can make it. You know, I can make a record that sounds as good as anybody. And uh, you know, so anyway, working Very towards cool. having a real studio. I have a building picked out, but I would need to win the lottery to get the building. Oh, but it's yeah. only a mile from me, and it, nobody wants this building because it's kind of out of the way in a weird shape. But those are things that are probably kind of would lend itself to right. a studio. Out of the way is perfect for recording, yeah. right? Exactly. So. What else? Oh, I want to do more writing, more recording, and more music. Um, writing uh, some fiction, more essays, more of that kind of thing, uh, more recording. And the flip side of that is I want to spend less of my free time just engaged in pointless uh, political arguments on Facebook. <laughs> yeah, I can. I just don't, especially after the, the Connecticut shooting, I can't even. I just. I. I. Test the water by putting one message out there to see what the pro-gun nuts are saying. And, and then jumps on you. Like well, a, no, but everybody throws out the, then we better outlaw cars and all those yeah, stupid things um, that we talked about last week. And right. I, 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 I unfollow the post. I immediately unfollow the post. That's what I'm doing now because yeah. you can't even have a reasonable conversation with somebody who says that Pop Warner football kills more kids than guns uh, like yeah. somebody in one of your lists did and the minute he did that I, I don't think you can unfollow posts <laughs> where you put a link you can only unfollow like status updates but I've been ignoring all of the, the stuff so yeah I don't even want to get go Sometimes there. Sometimes because... I just I just wish I could unfollow the world for a few days but I'm kind of obsessed with it in this at the same time so. Something you gotta learn you know it's something you gotta practice it's just yeah. like anything else and I just cannot get in political debates with idiots you know and I'm just tired of it and they're unwilling to consider any reasonable or rational options and it's like it's not worth it yeah um so I have a final uh one here because I'm not always as good a person as I could be and uh oh, that no. this you? is the this is the be a better person uh resolution and uh I always do try to improve myself hopefully and uh hopefully at that has made a noticeable change in the past 10 years, certainly since my celiac diagnosis, because everything changed when oh, I started yeah. healing from that. Sounds my brain like chemistry it. changed and so many of my bad habits went away, but I still need to work on you know a lot of things. Well, we both do. Uh, I wrote down um, less yelling and then there's a flip side to that, which is less depression. And really the yelling is about um, is about anxiety and the anxiety is about depression. So, you know, they're all connected. So basically continuing to work on that constellation of things, you know, feeling threatened and reacting by being angry. And then um, you yelled at Peter Jackson last week and it distorted. Did it? Did it clip? Yeah, you clipped. You clipped. <laughs> Sorry, Peter. <laughs> <laughs> That's how mad you were. You I, had, just, I just, I just clipped my meters when I just said, "That's how mad you were." I have some kind of a like a, a limiter, but it's probably not that good. Right, it's right on well, my. Well, apparently, uh, audio it's not interface. working <laughs> because you clipped. Oh well. Anyway, yeah. So those, those are those are my resolutions. Nothing too, uh, nothing too uh, challenging or too exciting. I mean, honestly, just getting through the day is often challenging enough. Keeping my employment, keeping my kids uh, fed. Uh, and um and sane and uh you know housed and everything so sometimes that's enough well hopefully uh we'll get to you at the sci-fi convention in july that'd be fun hanging out do a little drinking have a little fun you know fun sounds like i'm thinking i'm thinking hooker and an eight ball yeah (laughs) 
you had to explain to me what that was, I remember. Uh, well, a prostitute and some cocaine. Yes. Okay. There we go. <laughs> That's what I'm thinking. I'll have to explain that to my wife next. I'll do it. I'll 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 mention it to her and she'll okay. be fine with it. So she'll be happy fine with 2013, it. everyone. That's right. And Everybody we hope you've uh, enjoyed the 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 shows this year. The uh, three quarters or so year of shows we've done, and uh, everybody be safe on New Year's Eve, New Year's Day. No drinking and driving. I plan on I'm going to a really cool party at uh, my friend Reiner, a really cool artist friend of mine. He does this famous New Year's Day party. We've and, got a party uh, too. The kids will be all there with a bunch of other kids and they can all run around we'll give them sugar they can run around until they pass out and then the adults can maybe have a few minutes to chat <laughs> i'm gonna make a little gluten-free cheesecake and uh he sets out a nice spread with the sauerkraut and a bunch of german dishes it's oh that uh, sounds great it's, it's awesome but, uh, i guess that's a show man it sounds like a show good to talk to you yeah, we'll see everybody in next year in 2013. And uh, this is Rich Wilgus in scenic New York Mills, New York. And I'm Paul Potts in snowy Saginaw, Michigan. Oh, talk about snow. We got 16 inches last night. That's <laughs> wow. snow. Oh, my God. Anyway, check us out on the web, www.bloodyveg.com. Send us feedback, feedback at bloodyveg.com. And keep the voicemail line warm. 206-376-0397. We'll see you later. Bye. Bye.